Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, and the guest for this episode is Frankie Mish, drummer of the Grand Rapids, Michigan-based metalcore band Sleepwaker, who just released their new album, Alias, on July 23rd, 2021, via UNFD. During our chat, we go through a track-by-track breakdown of the album, and Frankie explains all the weird and interesting themes and influences that went into the creation of Alias. So, without further ado, let's get into this interview with Frankie Mesh, drummer of the Grand Rapids-based metalcore band, Sleepwaker. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20x20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling, where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20x20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20x20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And what we're talking about today is the Grand Rapids-based metal band Sleepwaker and their 2021 album Alias. And who, and I have with me the drummer of the band, uh, Frankie Mish. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I first uh, heard of uh, uh, Sleepwaker on your the previous uh, album, uh, Don't Look at the Moon, and uh, that came out in, in uh, 2018. And uh, I was like, yo, this band's pretty fresh. They're from uh, they're from Michigan, from Grand Rapids. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my ear out on them. But uh, yo, the, I got you know this new album, yo, it's yo, it sounds pretty. It sounds like really dope, man. So like, I definitely wanted to cover it on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, we're really really excited with uh, we're stoked on <laughs> what we've done with this album. Like it's it's uh, definitely some of the the best work we've all done as a group 
since uh, uh, adding new people and you know getting everything together. Right. Kind of you know before we talk about the new album, that's just a you know go back a little bit. You know what you know how did Sleep Waker start? You know you know where were you guys at in your lives in, and how did this band happen? Yeah, so uh, it started off as a, a three piece, just me and the vocalist and a guitarist, and uh, me uh, Hunter, our vocalist. Um, we were, he and I were talking in uh, our, our my parents' basement about like band names and like what we would name it and blah blah blah. And this was like I was thirteen, fourteen at the time or something, and. Um, we were talking about like uh, our experiences with sleeping and insomnia and sleep paralysis and all this. And we we're like, you know, sleep waker is a kind of a cool name. Like it's different from Walker because that's already taken by like hundreds of bands. But, <laughs> right. uh, it's different enough and it, and it feels kind of like a cool name, like brandable, that kind of thing. Uh, so we just kind of ran with it. We were like, we both have, uh, sleep-related experiences, and um, after creating the name and talking to all these people and everything, it's it's pretty obvious that other people have very strong relations to sleep. Like people constantly talk about like how "Don't Look at the Moon" uh, was a great like um, it, it encapsulated their experiences with sleep paralysis and like how how it feels to be like sleep deprived or I don't know just it's it's cool that other people have that kind of experience that we can connect with not necessarily on like a sympathetic note but just enough to to have something that people want to look more into and like feel a connection to that's that's always fun yeah that's kind of a different you know thing to like tie to a to a band you know like mm. and the crazy thing is, is like, the funny thing is, is that like, you can kind of go so many different places with that, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you guys had your first EP was lost in dreams. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you, you guys went right into it. Um, you know, how, how was it like, you know, uh, you know, those early years of the band, you know, putting together that EP. Yeah. So when we were doing that, we were just kind of like looking for a direction, but if you listen to the album, it's kind of a, or the EP, it's kind of a mix of all the different sounds we kind of wanted to go for uh, across like all our tastes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it was written when I was pretty young. I was like 15, 16 at the time when we wrote that album. So it, it definitely showed a bit more. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of like to say hopefulness like uh in like what directions we could go like just to kind of show that we have more in our pocket than just you know heavy riffs and like beat down stuff yeah, you're just kind of playing um, around with a lot of things you know six, yeah six. exactly like like lost in dreams the title track was was pretty like big epic chorusy kind of song uh you've got like paranoia which was just like riff salad like heavy all the time <laughs> like sun cult was just like the beat down ridiculous over the top low tuned songs um so yeah i think i think uh it, it was kind of nice in in a sense we were kind of lost like we were just kind of like looking for a direction for the band um and i think that's why we chose that name is because it felt like the right direction to go for a fresh band just starting out trying to find our feet that kind of deal and then uh yeah extending from that into don't look at the moon 
um, I think that's where we kind of found our our concept, like just the fact that we are going to be uh, talking about these things like sleep and uh, sleep paralysis and yeah. that kind of feel. Um, more like, um, what's the word? Introspective uh, kind of lyrics rather than just, you know, heavy, angry, violent kind of stuff. <laughs> How did you link up with uh, Stasic Recordings for that record? Yeah, so uh, our manager was uh, in talks with Stasic for a while. We were actually talking to a couple labels, but uh, when we were shopping that one around, it just felt like Stasic had a uh, a great team. And when we got in the call, uh, we talked with their their head guy, and we just meshed right away. It was it was pretty pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they were they were awesome guys, and we really liked working with them. It was, it was pretty fun. You know, when you look back at, uh, you know, don't look at the moon, like where you're at right now, sort of, you know, what's your feelings about that album, you know? And, uh, you know, what was your experience writing and recording that record? Yeah, I think everybody uh, in the band now, or most bands at least, have that moment of looking back at their old albums and going like, yeah, you could have done that better. Like, <laughs> there, there are things on that album that I, I definitely think, uh, you know, if we took more time, if we, like, um, uh, kind of, like, sat back and listened to the whole thing more or, like, I don't know, started putting things together earlier in the process rather than, like, waiting until everything was done and then putting it together. Um, otherwise, I think that album without doing the stuff that we did to like write it and search for the inspiration and everything, it wouldn't have been the same. So I, I definitely really like that album. I think it's definitely a, a good defining point in our, in our band. Uh, like the first big release, first LP is huge. Um, but I think that this album alias encapsulates us as a band and like, uh, like where we want to go, how we want to sound more. Um, we we've been kind of like dubbing this, not not to downplay it. We love this album and it's our favorite work to date. But we like to think of this as like the transition album. Yeah, like this this kind of puts us in a place of like, hopefully from here we can go anywhere. That kind of deal. Right, right. When did you start working on Alias? And you mentioned that there's a been a lineup change. Oh, it was um, it was a couple of years ago. Oh, or, okay. well, I guess it, it was a while back. And, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, our, so we had our we had a guitarist, uh, Eric, um, and he uh, he played with us for a while. Uh, and don't look at the moon. He was he was on that record and everything. He actually joined at the very end of recording Lost in Dreams, and the, the his his contribution on that EP was the tapping lead at the end of Lost in Dreams. Um, but he he joined, and then when we started picking up and touring and everything, uh, he and our bassist, our old bassist, uh, both decided, you know, we're just going to like take a step back. Uh, touring isn't exactly what we really want to do all the time right now. So uh, they left, but Eric is still our photographer. He takes all our photos and he does all our art. Uh, not to, you know, give a quick shout out, but uh, uh, Simulacra on Instagram. He does incredible art. Nice. And he, he works with us, uh, and I've worked with him. I used to be on a marketing team with him. Um, 
and uh, we both learned, you know, photography and some design stuff together. And yeah, he, he's he's incredible. But uh, yeah, and then and then we just kind of moved forward and found some new guys. Uh, Aaron, our our bassist, was in another band in Detroit. Uh, over on your side of the state. Yep. And uh, he he came over uh, on a fill-in tour. And then at the end of the fill-in tour, we were like, dude, we just click. Like, it, you're a great addition. <laughs> like, this works. Um, and our guitarist, Jake, uh, he joined the band from another band, Seraphim. Uh, we, we met him through that. And I we started kind of like a Grand Rapids super group of, like, the guitarist of Hollow Front guitarist is Seraphim. Uh, our producer was the the main like writer and everything. I was the drummer and Jake was the uh, vocalist. So through that, I kind of met Jake and then we added him on as a guitarist. And yeah, it's been an incredible lineup so far. Like we've, we've definitely enjoyed working with all these people and all the people that were in the band. It's, uh, it's great to have all those connections and have the team behind us. What was sort of the first things that you did for Alias? So yeah, uh, we... I mean, it, our writing process is kind of chaotic. Uh, two of these songs we wrote, I want uh, Skin and Melo or Melatonin, we wrote immediately after, like a month after releasing Don't Look at the Moon. Uh, well, actually, before releasing Don't Look at the Moon. And then Skin, we actually wrote about, I want to say, we wrote that before we started tracking Don't Look at the Moon. Um, but it just didn't make it on the album because we didn't feel like it. It, it. it wasn't the time yet to do a song like that. <laughs> um, and and I, I think there were like two changes that we made ourselves before coming into the studio and like finalizing it. Um, and then we had some other ideas like uh, the interlude track uh, "Cold Moon" that was done. That was actually a full song. And we cut it down, but that was done while we were tracking "Don't Look at the Moon." Um, there were some other songs that were done around that time. And, um, I think, uh, while I'm, while we're working on albums is usually my best time to like hear what we're doing, see what we're doing, sit back and go, all right, what are we changing next time? Like, how are we, how are we making this better? How are we doing this better? Blah, blah, blah. And then not adding it to that album, just, you know, keeping it for later. Right, uh, a little mental note being like, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool for now, exactly. but like, yo, we can... We can we can play around with this in the in the future. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I have so many of those demos that are, that will never work and we will never release. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still uh, it's still nice to do. It's nice to kind of give yourself like a checkpoint, kind of. Um, but yeah, so so that album we started around last year, uh, right when everything started shutting down. Actually, um, we. Uh, we had a couple tours booked, and as soon as those canceled, we said, "All right, everyone has the time off. We were going to be gone for all these these months, so uh, let's go in and just record an album at that time." And it, it was kind of nice. It worked out because we got to sit down and we had, uh, I think we we tracked and recorded that whole thing over the course of like eight months or something. So it was like we we had time to do stuff go back and then yeah. redo it if we didn't like it or fix little things, which is something that we didn't really have on uh, Don't Look at the Moon. We had the luxury of time, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was kind of nice. We definitely got to um, stew on things more. <laughs> For Alias, um, 
you linked up with uh, Unified. They mm-hmm. are um, a really incredible label. A lot of my favorite bands these days are on theirs. So they seem like they, you know, they really foster like you know creativity, experimentation, whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, how did you guys get linked up with Unified, and how has it been working with them? Yeah, so uh, I'm not entirely sure on the the first point of contact, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I know that our, our manager was in talks with them for a while, uh, pretty early on um, last year, and then when we started writing the album, basically. And uh, we sent a couple demos out and here and there to a few different people, and uh, we, we talked to some uh, some people, but I think when we, we got in that first meeting with UNFD, it was like they just talking to them and hearing their plan and hearing how they uh, they view art and everything. It, it was like I, I would I'm not I've always been kind of a voice of I don't want a label like telling us what to do. I don't want to go in and like compromise our art in any way. But <laughs> when we got after that after that call, I was like, okay, yeah, this is. This is the match. Like, even if Sleepwaker doesn't work with them, I would love to work with them as people. They're just great. Like, um, yeah, I, I genuinely enjoy working with them a lot. Like, it's it's a huge step for us, and I am extremely excited. You know, already, how you know, how do you? F- uh, feel like working with them can like sort of help grow those ideas that you already had in your head for the band. Oh yeah. They, I mean, we've already had creative meetings and we've got some cool ideas for stuff in the future. And uh, I, I'm, I'm yeah. I, just talking through some of the concepts that they've pitched us and their, their um, methods of, brainstorming and then I guess like cutting down all the ideas that are like, all right, that takes too long. That's too much work. <laughs> uh, and just, it's nice cause we're me and the guitarist Jason, we're all kind of, uh, speed of our pants flying off the wall. Just do it. Creative people. <laughs> and, uh, we kind of just jump into things and go, we're going to do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. This is what I want to do. And this is like my vision and we're going to do it. And sometimes that's not the best way to do things, but sometimes <laughs> it, it usually ends up coming out awesome. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, they definitely have a, a really nice way of kind of hearing all our ideas, hearing everything we've got and then going, all right, here's what's doable. Here's what's feasible here's how we can do this. Like let's, let's sit down and like make a game plan for each of these. And as soon as one hits a snag, like we'll just kind of like work through that. If it's not going to work, then we move on to the next thing. Like it's, it's nice to have, uh, kind of like a more creative, um, organization of thoughts, which is really nice. Yeah. Their network is great. You know, with alias, um, there's this sort of theme about, you know, like, fake realities and how it ties into the culture these days. And you guys are kind of a band that is building these, this sound, this voice, this, these visuals to kind of be in front of you guys. Cause you guys kind of want to be like a step back. You don't want to be the center of attention necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of talk about all that, you know, this theme for the album and sort of like kind of mm-hmm. the theme of the band. Yeah. I mean, 
so it wasn't intentional at first, but the uh, the concepts of the album came up because I was, I mean, I, I was reading um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, uh, the, the Blade Runner novel. And uh, I was like, this is like, I love, I love this kind of like uh, introspective, like writing and um, the kind of uh, stuff that you can, it has a concept, but you can read it and interpret it in your own way. Yeah. Like, like Blade Runner, you've got the, is he a replicant? Is he not a replicant? That kind of like fight going on as you're watching the movie. Um, it's uh, uh, something I've always tried to do in our lyrics. And I think in this one, we definitely leaned into it pretty hard. Um, that like fake reality kind of thing felt interesting because when, when we're talking about dreams and like dream logic and everything, it's obviously hard to uh, get that across. Um, like uh, uh, we were watching, or I was watching um, uh, old old TV show from back uh, in like I want to say the eighties. Uh, either way, it's it's an old old like paranormal kind of TV show, uh, not X Files, but another one can't remember the name at all right now but uh i was watching that and they, they talk about dream logic and everything and i was like oh okay like this is super interesting like the way that they portray it and it's um oh man it's a it's there's like a checkerboard room with a guy that the uh, that's like talking backwards through the whole scene <laughs> oh man i can't remember the the thing what it's like a murder mystery kind of show oh, but yeah but yeah, I was I was I was watching that and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I love it. it's it's a David Lynch uh, TV show. Um, so it's super interesting. I love the way that he like creates a world and like the the when they dream, the, the main character dreams because like teleported into this different kind of dimension kind of feel. And it's like that's an interesting concept. Like doing something like that through the music and kind of having it be this separate world that you're taken into almost like what we did with don't look at the moon where like he falls asleep and he starts seeing like this demon this creature this thing um but let's take that into a different way let's not make it this like horror creepy dark kind of feel let's just make it something that everyone can experience like we were talking about with sleep um so i i definitely think this album has uh, I, I would I would say more of a concept, but less of a story than the last one. Right. And um, I, I'm I'm really really glad that uh, Hunter and I could kind of like meet up and create lyrics that felt like cohesive within that theme. Talk about the the album cover artwork. Oh yeah, so so that was actually Eric uh, took a photo of uh, a friend of his, and um, it had it had like ash on her shoulder, and she had green hair, and he did the glowing face effect, and I was like, dude, like this is super nice, like this is cool. Can we like can I work on a design with you on this? And then I made like a poster design or something, and we sat on it for like months and it's actually on my uh i think it's on my old my old uh instagram but uh when it came time to put the album artwork together i kind of sat back and like saw that and went 
this is kind of cool. Like, what if I just took this thing, um, made something new out of it, made something more of an album art, not like a poster that we're never going to use. And uh, as it was coming together, Eric, I showed it to Eric, and he was like, dude, this is insanely sick. Like, I love the the texture and like all the the little little detail and stuff thrown in and like i photoshopped all the cables together and like um yeah i like the the so the little uh like connectors that you see at the very beginning those are like uh i got a a stock image of a lightsaber and like cut that out and like (laughs) so there's there's little there's little references in there um like like synthetic synthetic veins is a very very slim reference to Star Wars uh, that whole song is but um, yeah so so like we just kind of like wanted to throw references in and kind of keep things looking thematic like the Matrix is a big thing uh, Star Wars isn't huge but it's definitely in there uh, Blade Runner like there's the the fog and the ash on her shoulder. Yeah. It kind of made me feel like that kind of like the the ending scene of Blade Runner where they're in that huge building and it's just being destroyed and um, shot up and everything. But yeah, I, I definitely uh, I definitely wanted it to kind of encapsulate everything and have Easter eggs because I think I think Sleep Waker does a as a band we do a pretty good job of throwing some Easter eggs in there. That's fun. And, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, like it, it's nice to go on. Uh, go on the metalcore subreddit here and there and see all the people like finding all of them and like kind of connecting them and going, I don't know if this is right, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that's, that's why I do it at this point. It's just to get, go on and see if anyone gets it, but it's nice to see people do. At this point, let's go through the album, go track by track and like, just let, you know, tell me something about each song, you know, yeah, what absolutely. it's about recording, what, whatever. So yeah. um, first off is, the title track of the album, Alias. Yeah. Uh, so this one is pretty much, um, this one is actually pretty obvious what we kind of like wrote it about. Uh, if you listen to the very end, the big build up, uh, there's a, a sample from Ghost in the Shell, the very end of that, that film. Um, and it's the puppet master talking to the uh, main character about what it means to be alive and what it means to be like uh, a living thing, basically like to grow and change and create more. And like, uh, he's basically asking the main character to like die with him and create like a a child kind of uh, (laughs) out of their like AI. Uh, And I just thought it was an interesting way to kind of introduce an album like this, uh, bringing in concepts of um, Ghost in the Shell, the the 1990s movie specifically. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's just kind of the, the little tidbit for that one. Uh, there's like little things, um, the the drum pattern in the beginning. Uh, not verse, I guess, pre-chorus kind of thing, is actually inspired by Straight from the Path, which is another like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a strong variation of one of their songs on uh, Eternal Internal Atomics, but um, but yeah, I, I 
decided to kind of throw it in there because I, I really loved playing it when I went through the album. But nice. yeah. Uh, the next song is Skin. Skin. So this is, I mean, someone actually pointed it out. Uh, this is actually Blade Runner 2049 in that movie. There's the baseline test where um, uh, the uh, Ryan Reynolds character is, not Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is sitting down and taking a test to see if he's like um, under control basically by the, the this like, nameless government kind of thing. Uh, and he sits down and like repeats all these words and they say like blood black nothingness. Do you know how to feel like um, cells, cells, cells interlinked, interlinked. And he has to like repeat all these things. I was like, that's a really cool concept for lyrics. I thought that'd be really cool to kind of repeat and go back and forth. And we ended up scrapping that one, but we kept all the lyrics from the baseline test. And uh, yeah, that, we've had some people point it out and it's, it's nice to, to see that people <laughs> are getting, getting it together. Cause yeah, that whole, that whole song is pretty much a Blade Runner uh, and Blade Runner 2049 reference. Nice. Yeah. Next song is Strangers. Strangers. So this one was written uh, mostly by our vocalist Hunter. Um, but the song itself is uh, it's about a two people who come together and it's, it's almost kind of like Ghost in the Shell's concept of um, two people come together they don't mix, but there's like something, something is left from the relationship. The two people, by the end of the relationship, they're changed in some way. They're new people. Uh, they've like created their own aliases, essentially. So like they're not, they might be the same names, they're the same like physical beings, essentially. But like when they're done with the relationship, there's something changed. Like yeah. they learned something, they came out of it. It's, it's, this is more of the, uh, um, I guess uh, human personable side of the album. Uh, it's it's less. Uh, 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 what's the word? Universal, like big, huge concept kind of thing. It's more of this is more of a literal literal song uh, for the album. Uh, the next song is Cold Moon. Cold Moon. Uh, this one is. Uh, we actually did write this as a full song. Um, we had the full thing done and then we wrote distance and we were like, this is a better version of this song. So we took cold moon and kind of chopped it up and redid it a little bit. And, uh, maybe that'll make a, an appearance at some point, but, uh, <laughs> this new one is kind of the, the final fleshed out, like this is the interlude of the song and, and Hunter and I have always kind of liked having him perform all the like be the main vocalist on all the songs except for the interludes having uh having me kind of create like the thematic thing and have him kind of like step back almost like like a narrator in this little part here and then he is the main character expressing these characters views if that's if that makes sense he's he's like the vessel almost (laughs) great great yeah yeah uh the next song is melatonin so melatonin we wrote a long time ago and this one is about uh it's going back to the whole like concepts of sleep and dreaming and everything uh i used to take melatonin and got horrible dreams when i was a kid like uh every time i took it i get nightmares and blah blah, blah. uh so 
we kind of just decided to make it about like an internal struggle, kind of an addiction y kind of song. How how bitter was this was supposed to be like almost a part two to bitter. Um just because of how uh 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 it, it felt like we were reshaping the band's sound when we released that song uh, and kind of defining what we wanted to go for from then on. So releasing that, we, we were like, okay, this, this should just be kind of a follow-up to it. Because Bitter was about struggling with um, like not necessarily a physical addiction, but also like a mental addiction of any kind, uh, which I don't, like none of us have really fully experienced, but it's definitely touched us in certain ways, which is why it drove us to write better. So melatonin was kind of like how we can maybe bring that back to ourselves, like writing it about dreams and writing it about like how it can affect your world and insomnia, that kind of deal. So it's it's more of a reference towards like, don't look at the moon lost in dreams than anything else. It's like the, the, the new breaking point for the band. Uh, The next song is insomniac. Insomniac was actually a demo I wrote a really long time ago uh, when I stayed up all night for like two days straight. <laughs> and <laughs> I like wrote this instrumental and was like, you know what? I'm just going to record some vocals and see how it goes. And then I put it out on my SoundCloud. And then we were recording the album. We were like, we, uh, the, some of the guys were like, we should have like a breathing on this album, uh, a heavy song that's just hardcore straight to the point like broken teeth on don't look at the moon and this was just kind of it we i showed it to them on my soundcloud and they were like we're not changing the lyrics we're not changing anything we're just gonna go and re-record this with hunter on the vocals and we had our guitarist jason do like some little screams here and there like the backing stuff and everything and uh yeah i uh I, I really like how that one came out. It's it, usually that's not my favorite style. Like just the straight in your face, like go, 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 go heavy type thing. That's not what I usually envision for sleep waker, but live it's going to be, it's going to be insanely fun. <laughs> the next song is 110 minutes. So 110 minutes. Uh, the name, it's the average length of a REM cycle. Uh, so rapid eye movement when you're, when you're asleep. Um, this song is a follow-up to relief on Don't Look at the Moon. So comparatively, relief is about him, like going through the loss and everything. This is about, this is kind of a prequel, I guess, actually. Um, this one is about him seeing his mother, uh, before she, our, our main character in this uh, thing. Uh, this is about him seeing his mother before she has this like tragic accident, essentially, and kind of seeing the premonition and not being able to stop it. It's kind of like a not being able to to stop fate kind of deal. Like it's it's he sees it happening and he can't stop it. That, that's that's kind of the the concept. That was. That song was, uh, that was one of the ones written mostly by Hunter on this album. Uh, the next song is Serenity. Serenity was, uh, this one was also written by Hunter. 
Um, this one had uh, just we we wanted something that was different on the album. We wanted something that was like new feeling um, and kind of like a, a different take on the sound that we've been working on through that whole album. Uh, so when we wrote it, it was actually like a completely different song. We got into the studio, we were working with our producer, Lee, and, uh, we just kind of like went back to the drawing board on it and kept a lot of the same, uh, sounds and riffs and concepts, but just reformatted them, uh, into the song that you hear now. Um, and it's definitely a better song for it, but, uh, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun to write. It was definitely one of the more challenging ones to get through because it was so much like chopping something up, moving it over here, moving it back over here, moving it over here, recording something new, scrapping that. Yeah, but that was that was probably the most experimental one on the album. And uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting song, and I'm glad it turned out the way it did. The next song is Synthetic Veins. Synthetic Veins is the uh, more Star Wars referenced one. Uh, <laughs> so this is very, very in the back because when I came up with the idea, I was like, we got to try and find a way to write a song about Star Wars and not make it cheesy and really dumb. Because that, that's, that's, that's really easy to do. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so this, this song um, is kind of like... Uh, it takes references from these things, but it's basically the, the start of the song is uh, the, the the tragedy of Darth Plagueis in the third movie. Uh, he mentions it and how he like killed him in his sleep. Uh, uh, Darth Sidious kills him in his sleep. Um, so the first lines of the song uh, uh, something parasite um never sleep to stay alive that's the 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 line and that's kind of just like this is about Darth Sidious like learning from Darth Plagueis and just leeching all of the information he's got about eternal life and whatever through the force and then uh when he falls asleep killing him and then uh from that line we kind of skip immediately to uh Anakin's story and how like Anakin's um, growing up and kind of like falling in love with Padme and everything. And then uh, when you get to the chorus, that's kind of, he's already turned into Darth Vader and he's going through the pain of replacing his like body parts and like replacing his like blood with the synthetic blood and uh, synthetic veins. Uh, and then he, he's also suffering with like the loss of, of Padme and uh, throughout the song we kind of had that and then um, we kind of like to we kind of took liberties with this one but we kind of like to think that the do you dream part of the song is Padme kind of reaching out and saying like do you do you ever think of me do you st are you still human like are you is Anakin still there like are you a new person and the final song on the record is distance so distance uh was uh, a tag team by Hunter and I. That one was mostly about his his father or his grandfather, uh, who passed as we were writing the album. Um, 
and uh, he passed from dementia. So we we had some lyrics worked up, and then uh, some of them fit, some of them didn't. So uh, Hunter just kind of took what we had and reformatted it to and added new parts and everything to, to fit the story that he wanted to tell about his troubles through that. And so this, this one, um, it, it kind of does kind of break away from the theme, but I think it was important for Hunter to, you know, have some expression and work through, yeah. uh, this, this, uh, uh, trial, but it's a great way to close the album. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's also, it does, I mean, I did say it didn't necessarily, but the, the fact that it, it's handling loss and like trying to find yourself after the fact is definitely a concept of finding your alias and your identity. So I think, I think without, without like huge trials in your life, you, you can't become who you are, which is, I guess, a huge, or it is definitely a huge uh, theme throughout the album. How did you guys go about uh, sequencing this album? Uh, it, I, uh, I think, I don't know if any of the guys had any changes to it, but I kind of sat down in iTunes and just like, <laughs> but yeah, up and down and up and just down, just kind of move it around. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely we wanted Alias first, we wanted Distance last. That was, as soon as we wrote uh, Alias, we were like, yeah, this is it. This is the start of the album. As soon as we wrote distance and that ending, you're like, this is the end. Because like it, it fades out on the track, which I'm not a huge huge fan of fade fade outs necessarily. I kind of like a song to have resolution. But that's kind of because we wanted to throw little little like again, kind of Easter eggs in live. So like live we're gonna have we're, we're working on some cool ideas for the ending of distance because uh, obviously you can't fade out live. So we were like, okay, let's let's do something real interesting here. And it kind of harbors uh, back to the old point that you said before where, like, you you know, that, that fade out kind of leads into the next album. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, if you want to view it that way, 100%. I think that's a great, that's a great way of, of looking at it. Yeah, the transition album, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think on as soon as we wrote that the the fade out for for distance, uh, we kind of went through the album. And we were like, okay, so Insomniac. Uh, I guess I'd have to see the list in front of me real quick. I'm gonna see if I can bring that up. But um, yeah, having everything listed out, yeah, alias with the start. Uh, it felt it just kind of felt like thematically right to go into skin because it's obviously from kind of you know uh ghost in the shell feel to the blade runner feel uh having that that concept together uh because they are two kind of like pop culture references yeah i thought that'd be worthwhile uh strangers i think this one we put in because we we have the two lighter songs to start and i felt that this album just needed that that heavy hitter. Yo, right, Strangers right kicks ass. Like, that's yeah, thank like, you. <laughs> that's like, you know, when you guys just hit, you know, kicked it into high gear, you know? Yeah. Like, we I were, noticed we that. Like, I really noticed yeah. that. I was like, yo, I like the way this starts, but when Strangers hits, I'm like, whoa, yo. Yeah. Right. 
that's that's kind of how we like to put our, our live set together. So I think that's that's kind of where that came from. Was just having like you know sometimes you listen to a live set and you're like okay these two songs were good and they had energy and everything, but there wasn't something that was just like I'm going to like mosh now. That's yeah. that's that song for that's sure. Cool. Um, and then the end of the end of Strangers that very clean uh, guitar lead uh, with the added synth underneath it. We were like okay so this kind of feels like the the calm down. And it feels like a great time to slip in uh, Cold Moon for that like nice little little interlude. Yeah. And then uh, it starts and ends very melodically. And it has like a very uh, dreamy kind of like reverbed out feel. So Melatonin, the start of that song is this huge intro. Uh, fills out that, that gap, I think. So they, they, they were definitely the two that we wanted to link the most. You know, listening to you talk about all these songs, <clears throat> all the Easter eggs and everything, like there's so much like science fiction, so much science, like so many, so much thing in this, in this band. And like, usually for a band like that, like with all that, it could come out really nerdy, but you guys like, you guys yeah. look and sound like a really cool metalcore band, you know? Yeah. Like, if you were to look at you guys, you're like, okay, the, you know, what are these dipshits talking about, you know? Yeah. They, they might be, like, talking about some stupid shit, you know? But then you, like, you actually, like, dig into it and you're like, whoa, all right, there's, there's a lot of meaning behind this band. How did you guys, like, not make it corny? Uh, I think that was pretty much just... Um... I mean, being the the Star Wars kid at school and everything, and like uh, the the kid that sat at like the the nerdy table, I was kind of like, all right, well, this this was definitely not the image I want for my band. <laughs> and yeah, you uh, had time to balance that out. Man. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like uh, now, think, Star Wars is cool, and there's so many like cool things. Yeah, that, yeah. You can dress in Star Wars stuff that looks cool, but back in the day, like you had to balance yeah. that out, man. How much of yeah, that you yeah. wanted to bring out and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I was the I was the uh, I sat with a, a lot of a lot of the kids that liked anime too. So that was definitely like oh yeah. one of the big things. It's like now anime is popular and everything, but but yeah, it was definitely uh, a big point of. Um, uh, teasing when I was younger, but still, uh, even even today, if you bring all that stuff out, it, it can. It still feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a like metal I band saying. with a with a anime influence or Star Wars influence can easily be really cheesy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think uh, being a graphic designer myself, having that kind of like uh, finger on the pulse of like trends and stuff like yeah. that. It's helpful for sure. Being able to go like, okay, if we did this, like this would do well, or if we like did this, this wouldn't. Blah blah blah. But um, also having a manager that's not uh, not as nerdy as us. Uh, I I pitch him. I pitched him a lot of the stuff on the album, and like uh, he was actually. I told I told him about synthetic veins and like how it's going to be a Star Wars <laughs> thing. He was like, "Don't do it, man. This is going to be cheesy." This is gonna be whack. Not into it. Blah blah blah. No, we're gonna and do then, it. No, uh, no, just no, no. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, no, no, no. Trust me. Just trust, trust me. me. It's gonna be fine. Like, I'm gonna make not, a demo. Yeah, yeah. It's not Star Wars. It's not like like this like very cheesy basic thing. It's it's a well thought out like very like if if I didn't say it was related to Star Wars, people would probably never realize. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's that's like the goal i think as long as you're not as as long as you're watching something reading something and soaking in the true meaning or the theme or the concept behind it i think that's the most important thing to make something uh not corny because if i if i go out there and i go yeah i wrote this song about star wars it's like well okay cool but like this song is actually about someone who goes through a loss of a loved one yeah and it it changes them and uh they like in this case they go through some physical trauma as well and they're they're just stuck living in this like different body this different feeling and they're they're like haunted by their loved one asking like do you still are you still human like do you still love me you've changed so much like that kind of yeah Yeah, because if you think about it like you know whether it's like star wars or anime or comic books or whatever like if you really dig deep to like what those stories mean yo they're mad deep and everything you know it might seem corny from the you know the from the surface but yo you'd be like Mm -hmm. yo these are mad deep stories you know and yeah you know they talk about everything you know, it might be, you know, very coded, but like, you know, they talk about everything. Yeah. And again, going back to what I was saying about, um, like writing the song about Blade Runner, I think, uh, reading, reading, uh, the, um, do Andrew's dream of electric sheep and hearing that or realizing like, oh man, like uh, that concept of, you really don't know what's happening. Like there's inferences throughout this whole thing. That's like, is he a replicate or yeah, is he a replicant? Like, is he actually a detective is a human like that kind of feel i think that's that's uh or i guess it, that's more in the movie but um that that's definitely something i wanted from from all this and i think if you can if you can feel like you're building a world if you can feel like you're building something other than all these pop culture references that's that's the big thing if you're out there just like just 100 like yeah everything is about star wars it, it can be like like um i love this band but galactic empire like they're 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 kind of like a cheeky kind of like fun reference like it's it's yeah. not a serious band it's like a, a cover band that's really fun really cool and awesome but uh if they were to take themselves like really seriously it might come off as kind of like that oh <laughs> uh, okay all right all right you know i don't know it's it's, it's a little uh extra i guess <laughs> right you know what do you hope uh your listeners you know get out of this album you know like you like you said you know you have fun you know going on the reddits and seeing the you know people find the easter eggs and stuff like that but like in all what do you hope people get out of listening to alias um i guess i just kind of hope people connect with it in some way other than the music is cool. Like I want people to listen to it and, and at face value, I mean, if they enjoy it, hopefully they enjoy it at face value and (laughs) not looking into it and not looking too deep. But if I, I want everyone to go in and like watch our videos or, uh, listen to a song and go, this is cool, but I feel like there's something else here. Like, I feel like there's, there's more to the world that they've got that they aren't showing me. And then they go in and they realize like distance is actually a part two to 
melatonin or uh, melatonin and um, uh, um, uh, relief or song relief or, or music video specifically. Uh, so we've had the same character throughout uh, all our videos, and the the specifically the car crash in relief. Um, if you look at the scene in distance where they're all sitting around in their living room, uh, the photo of the the woman who is in the car crash, his his like stepmother or mother. Uh, who dies in that crash, her photo, is, it's my mom, but her <laughs> photo is sitting on the table in that scene of uh, his dad standing there having an episode of freezing in the living room. So, yeah, I think, I think hopefully people kind of connect those things. I mean, that's a very slim one. Like, this is probably the only place <laughs> that people can go to hear it unless we, we say it somewhere else, but... Yeah, I just hope that people listen to our stuff and realize that we put a lot of care and a lot of thought into everything we do and everything we're working towards. And eventually, hopefully, we do something huge and really cool that uh, really connects it all together and makes everyone feel like it's its own world, essentially. Any final thoughts on Alias? Uh, I guess that's about it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really proud of the work we've done, and I am so honored that UNFD and everyone so far has realized the, uh, the amount of work and uh, thought and time and art, 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 I guess artistic expression we've put into this album uh, across our whole team, not just us, but like our videographer and our producer and like every little tiny bit of the of this this band and this album is is like like i i would say thought out nice it's been great talking with you frankie yeah absolutely after learning so much about this album i think i like it more now there's like it's it's so jam-packed with little tidbits um where can people go online to follow the band get more information about the new album alias Absolutely. We are at Sleep Waker Band on almost everything. Uh, yes, all of our social media is Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a new album coming out, Alias. Or, well, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Alias uh, is on UNFD's website, and you can go to 2400 to pre order, uh, depending on where you're located US, Australia, EU. Um, we do have an Empiricon store for people in Europe and yeah, that's, that's about it. Spotify, uh, Apple music, all the, uh, all the DSPs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the fresh of the word podcast hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com. And that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. 
If you want to support Fresh to the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh to the word. Follow Fresh to the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh to the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh to the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh to the Word. For more information about Fresh to the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.